Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And if it's your first time joining us, we scour the internet and find some hidden facts about some of the legends, big names, mega stars, or what I always say for every episode: some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And after you hear the show, let's see if you know as much as you think you know about some of these big icons in music. I'm TJ Reed, and I got my bro Yunchi in the studio. What's going on, man? Hey, Yunchi, back in the house. What's going on, everyone? But yeah, man. I mean, for every episode, we drop some info about some stars that we really like, or sometimes stars that we really don't care for, but we still present their music and their life and who they are. Most of the time, the, the letter. <laughs> Just to uh, do the job. <laughs> so on that note, man, who you got for us today? Somebody that's... Wow. So it fits in the latter category. Okay. <laughs> Just to help me to do the job. But um, so, of course, yeah, I'm going to have to introduce this person. I'm going to have to. Okay. I'm going to... I would be honored to <laughs> introduce this person. Uh, very briefly, this artist, people say that... She is the Britney Spears in China. Oh boy! And, okay, so and, and it's not just some random person or random people saying that. I have very credible source of specific someone who okay. gave that comment. Wow! All right, Britney Spears of China. Hmm. All right. Not a big fan of Britney, but hopefully this artist might be uh, much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, and what about yours? Well, for me, I got a really, really talented, huge name that you definitely know uh, who this person is. Okay. Not sure if you'll guess it correctly at the end, but you definitely know who this person is. You mean I can tell the music from this artist? Possibly. I'm not sure. Okay. But signature in the world of music and in a lot of other ventures huge huge artist and i'm excited to put you guys up on this person and i think for most of our listeners fans out there will definitely know who this person is before i even get halfway through so okay yeah sounds good <laughs> well yeah for those of our listeners out there this is where we drop our hold harmless clause most of the information that we find about these artists are purely internet based so they could possibly be erroneous or outdated so if there's any facts that we give that are inaccurate please reach out to us and we'd love to hopefully update that information on a later episode so with no further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump into fact number one. And this is according to Insider Magazine and Wikipedia. This artist was born to strict Roman Catholic parents. Okay. And this artist grew up in the church, went to a Catholic school, and even went to an all-girls high school. Okay. So church music influence. Right. She was an athlete in school. She did track and field at a national level, so she was really good in track. Uh, oh, my artist also does, uh, also a female artist, also does track and field in primary school. Okay, all right, all Connection. right. Connection. And she was in gymnastics. She was uh, a part of the softball team and was also in dancing and theater arts. So okay. she was very active. Comprehensive. Yeah, and I could see how some of this plays into her career as she got older. Um, as a teenager, she learned something called flamenco, which I'm nice. not that really sure what that is. 
Spanish guitar. That's, that's probably the only way I can put it. Okay. She was into jazz, ballet, and even taught younger students, including the famous actress Carrie Washington. Um, taught her a little bit of how to dance. So mm. not sure if you know who Carrie Washington is, but she's a huge Hollywood actress. Anyway, after graduating high school, she worked as a secretary at a law firm and studied business in college before dropping out to pursue a career in dance. And this pissed off her parents, naturally. But uh, her parents seem to be parenting her, like giving her education in dancing and all kinds of artsy uh, stuff. Yeah, but you know, I think parents... They, they just wanted to be a hobby. Well, if she got into a decent school and she was working at a law firm, and uh, so I, I think this is more, you know, I think we talk about a lot of stars who walk away from a promising career. And so I think the, the, you know, the parents are always going to be a little bit irate about that. But uh, I guess her mom was really irate, didn't talk to her for about a year after she dropped out of school. So, so they wanted was... her to go to like more fancier job <laughs> occupations. Yeah, yeah, something safer. When I was reading Insider Magazine, there was a, a quote about how her parents really felt about her leaving her career. And they said that when she informed her parents of her dream, they said that it was a stupid, a really stupid idea and that no Latinos did that. Okay. So that was something that... That's why she learned to flamingo. She has like a Latino, Latino, Latina heritage. Right, right. Ancestry. So, and I think this is unfortunate that, you know, you have this kind of barrier with your family. If your family tells you like, oh, you're, you're Chinese, you know, you, you know, we don't do that. So you shouldn't do that. Mm. You know, and that's, it's like putting a lid on your potential and what you could be because maybe your family that can't think beyond those parameters, you know. And I think for pa the parenting lesson is that it usually goes to the opposite. But I think more often than not, kids tend to follow what their parents say and what they believe. Mm. So this is, you know, the exception. So she ended up moving to Manhattan and for a while she slept on the dance studio's floor for a few months because she didn't have any other place to live. So she so, was very dedicated. For sure. Uh, we're going to move on to fact number two. And I think for a lot of the fans out there of this artist, they probably already know who I'm referencing, but I'm going to keep it moving. According to... Already? E oh, yeah. Latina. <laughs> Dancing. Flamingo. Okay. According to E! News and Wikipedia, her first professional job came in 1989 when she toured Europe with the show Golden Musicals of Broadway. And it was during this, I guess, tour or performance, she was the only person in the uh, chorus who did not have a solo. And so she was just kind of someone in the background. And I think that this was a defining moment in her career where she felt like she had to, you know, have thicker skin and really kind of go out of her way to make sure that she is uh, noticed. In, so uh, she in was this in world. music opera, musical place. Right. Right. And she was the only one that didn't have a solo. Yeah, she kind of wow. felt kind of neglected there. So this was a turning point for her. And after that point, she did some dancing. She danced alongside a very famous uh, rapper slash dancer back in the 90s named MC Hammer. She danced alongside him in an episode of Yo! MTV Raps back when that was around. Uh, she was a backup dancer for New Kids on the Block. I'm not sure if you know who these guys are. <laughs> that's, that's probably a good thing. 
<laughs> I never really cared for New Kids on the Block, but they were really popular way back around that time frame. She danced in a music video for Dougie Fresh, which is who's a hip hop legend. Uh, EPMD, which is another hip hop group, very famous, and Samantha Fox. Uh, she danced for, and this is probably a really big clue here for uh, listeners out there. She danced for the sketch comedy TV series In Living Color alongside Jamie Foxx and Jim Carrey. Okay. So, yeah, these are some big names, big names in that comedy. She but she was a backup dancer there. Uh, she ended up getting her shot with Janet Jackson as a backup dancer in the hit single, That's the Way Love Goes. Okay. Very big single, obviously an iconic uh, singer. But if she re really wanted to do something, to make, to achieve something, then I feel like it's the wrong direction because I honestly have never seen anyone got famous as a backup dancer. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, you know, exactly. And that was my next point where she actually turned down going on tour with okay. Janet Jackson. So because... nice segue for you. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so she didn't go on tour with Janet, but she got into acting. And so after a few supporting roles, she landed her breakthrough film of a Tejano singer, which actually gave her the itch to get back into the recording studio from the film concert scenes. So she played played this role and there was a lot of singing and there was a lot of you know crowd interaction fans and it kind of made her feel like you know what I really love this environment I think I want to get back into music so that was kind of a, an interesting but before that she had a few roles uh, she acted with uh, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes and I won't say oh I'll, I'll just say it here because I think for big fans they'll probably know anyway she was in a film called Money Train with uh, Wesley Snipes. Okay, that's the key word for me later. <laughs> so yeah, that was big clues there. We're going to move on to fact number three. And this is also according to E! News, The Richest, and Wikipedia. Her debut album was inspired by the long commute it took her to get from the Bronx to Manhattan. And the title of the album was On the Six big hint there that this that just dropped it for i think a lot of fans there bronx to manhattan on the train and this the name of that train was the six okay the, the name of the album on the six on the six yeah okay. uh her lead single if you had my love topped the billboard 100 in 1999 mm. these were the vhs days and i remember i recorded that video and i watched it like dozens of times because she was just smoking hot in that video so yeah i would record like a whole bunch of videos from different artists because this is when mtv was playing the music videos and that was really the biggest place that you could access i mean because this is before youtube so this was the only way to see the music videos so, so this is one of your childhood uh, idols uh hotties yeah i guess you could say that yeah girls that i were i was really attracted to back in the day okay yeah we're gonna keep it moving here she dropped her second self-titled album and she became the first woman to simultaneously have a number one film and album in the united states and she remains to be the only female to have done that mm. yeah really cool in april 2001 she launched a clothing and accessory company and she stated that she felt the voluptuous woman was ignored in the fashion industry so she made sure 
the company specialized in clothing for women of all shapes and sizes. And she said, quote, everyone gets to be sexy in my attire. So, so yeah. Uh, that, I think this fact paints the uh, picture for, uh, for her figure. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm getting to that. So she launched her first fragrance. And I'm reluctant to give the name of the fragrance, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's called Glow in September of 2002, and it became the top-selling fragrance in the United States. Really? And I mean, without preparing for this episode, you wouldn't even know that the name of that brand, right? I, I, I know this one. Oh, okay. You actually know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> but it's a perfume for ladies. Yeah. Okay. But I know it. Because I, I don't know any <laughs> about from the luxury, the luxury brands. I don't know any perfume at all. Yeah, it's okay. I, I don't know that many, but I think this one was just quite iconic. And again, she was one of the first. And that brings me to the next part of this uh, clue here that she kickstarted the entire celebrity fragrance industry. Because before that, you didn't really have too many celebrities doing that. I mean, other oh, than... okay, okay. Yeah, other than Elizabeth Taylor's uh, White Diamonds in 1991, um, you didn't really have too many uh, famous people that sold their fragrance, with the exception of Michael Jordan. Okay, Michael Jordan had his fragrance. Okay, but other than those two, she was pretty much the one that kind of started the uh, the trend. Yeah, anyway. so that that's interesting because now it's just so common for the cele- celebrities to do a side business. Mm, yes, right. Basketball shoes, <laughs> or, or like all kinds of products. Right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, and this is where things start to get really, I guess, a lot easier. She was a judge on American Idol, uh, The World of Dance, and K Viva. The Chosen. Okay, so these are some big uh, music-related uh, competition shows. She's the only woman voted twice for FHM's Sexiest Women in the World, and she was nicknamed La Guitarra by friends growing up. La Guitarra. Okay. Yes, and the reason why they named her that was because of her shape. Obviously, and another side note here that Sir Mix-a-Lot, who was a famous uh, rapper back in the early uh, '90s, late '80s, he had a song called "Baby Got Back," which was inspired by this artist's derriere, which has become a part of pop culture in the U.S. Very known for her shape. It's just kind of interesting because I grew up listening to this song, Baby Got Back, and I had no idea that it was inspired by her. So Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to keep this moving with fact number four. This is according to Wikipedia. And we're going to talk a little bit about her romantic life. And I think that, again, this is going to be pretty much dead giveaways for a lot of the listeners out there. I would expect so. Her first husband was a guy named Ojani Noah, and he was a Cuban waiter. And I By guess... waiter? You, oh, you mean like a wait, like waiter, a server. waitress? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Camarero. That's how you say it in Spanish. Oh, that's in Spanish, camarero, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for male waiters, yeah. So this was back in 1997, and um, despite their brief union, Union. It didn't last very long, mm. but this guy kind of stuck around for quite some time. He was like a thorn in her side. She pretty much had to like sue this guy for a straining order uh, for in 2006 to prevent him from like publishing a book about their marriage and arguing that it violated their confidentiality agreement. Mm. So uh, the following year, 
the court, you know, made, went, you know, ruled in her favor. So she, you know, he was unable to, you know, release any incriminating things about her. Um, after that, she got into a highly publicized relationship with a guy named Sean Combs or P. Diddy. Okay. Not sure if you know who that is, but he's huge, nope. huge juggernaut in the um, the hip hop world. Uh, during her romance with Diddy, the singer found herself in a sticky situation, and I remember this. She was in a nightclub during a shooting. Wow! With this uh, with this guy, and when the police arrived at the scene, the uh, the celebrity couple was found with a stolen gun. So yeah, after so that, did they carry the gun into the club, or nobody was... knows. I nobody knows what happened, but so they were suspected to be suspected. Yeah, but after that, obviously that occurrence, that relationship didn't work out after that. But what was kind of cool is shortly after there was a song released by her, and this is another dead giveaway for fans. She had a song that I absolutely love. It's probably one of my favorite um, videos from her called Love Don't Cost a Thing. And it was about a song. It was a song really just talking about a guy that was just really materialistic and tried to like shower her with gifts and presents and was more mainly focused on materialism and not really giving, you know, this uh, person the love that she required. Might be possessive. Possibly. So, yeah, that was an interesting video. And it, it, it was pretty much a song dedicated to this guy that she just broke up with in the club. The first one? <laughs> oh, no, the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was rich. You know, you know he's, a, he's, a, he's a baller yeah, in, in the music. So. Yeah. But anyway, moving right along here, she married a backup dancer and that didn't, you know, and that lasted for about about a year or so. Then she was engaged to an actor named Ben Affleck sure. by November of 2002. And she actually dedicated her third album to this actor. They did a film together, which was a commercial failure. And that um, was criticized really badly. That was around the time that her career actually was she wasn't selling a lot of records. And so she hit kind of a low point in her career. And so the couple ended up breaking up during that time frame, too. Yeah, that's, and I think that this is a, uh, a huge clue. I think yeah, everybody knows, be. a lot of people know Ben Affleck. Again, so. what, what was the time frame that they were engaged with? <laughs> it was around, yeah, 2002. Okay. Uh, she ended up marrying a, another singer named Mark Anthony. He was a, he's a Latino singer. And they ended up marrying and having a couple of kids, twins, actually. And then later, after they split up, she dated a very famous New York Yankee baseball star. This time. Yeah. Named Alex Rodriguez. And then this year, she tied the knot with Ben Affleck. Sure, 20 you, years later. They oh, ended 20 up, years. 20 years later. Of hiatus. Yeah. And the reignition of uh, old love, old flame. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, that's a huge clue. I think whoever is a fan well, of I this don't artist. The news, but I know which keyword to look into. But Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We're going to move on to fact number five. And this is according to Wikipedia. She is regarded as the most influential Latin entertainer of all time, credited with breaking ethnic barriers in the entertainment industry. Upon launching her music career in the 90s, she was a major contribution to the Latin explosion and a front runner of the Latin pop movement in America. She was the highest paid Latin actress in Hollywood in a couple time frames in her career, starting when she played the role of Selena. She was offered about a million dollars, which is the highest paid to any Latin actress or actor at that time. Why does it feel like we've already announced the name and you are 
wrapping up <laughs> with the general introduction. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I just wanted to say there's a few movies. My favorite movies from this actress uh, was uh, The Cell back in 2000. This was a really cool psychological film. She did another one called Enough where she was trying to escape a, an, an abusive husband and ended up beating him up at the end of the movie, which oh, was kind of cool. Based on true experience. And then... Um, Hustlers, which was a really cool kind of interesting flick where she was kind of scamming rich businessmen. I guess it was based on a true story. So anyway, huge in the world of acting and in music and obviously in philanthropy. She's also huge in a business, ventures, fragrance, accessories, clothes. I business mean, woman. You name it. So that brings me to the end of my facts, man. I mean, lots of clues there. I'm sure the fans know exactly who I'm referencing. Apologize to the fans, but I'm going to have to use a little help. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. So you got 30 seconds to look this person up, and I'm sure you'll have no problem finding out who yeah, she is. Yeah, just need one keyword. Okay, so who 20 seconds. Ben Affleck? Married to 15 seconds. I need a composite, I need a stoppage time for the connection. 10 seconds, <laughs> five seconds, really. Four, three, two, one. All right, my man. So uh, okay, okay, got? okay. I got this at so the last minute. <laughs> okay, so this singer should be. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You actually got it right. Thank goodness for the internet, right? Yeah, saved me at the last second. Jennifer Lopez, a.k.a. J-Lo, or Jenny from the Bronx, is an American singer, dancer, actress, business mogul, film producer, and philanthropist. Selling over 80 million records worldwide, J-Lo has become a household name worldwide in music and film, with her movies having grossed more than 3 billion U.S. dollars. So... Yeah, I think her acting in uh, in films is... I don't think people give her enough credit for her acting. I've seen her in a lot of films, and I felt that she was an excellent actress. And I think for some people, it's hit or miss. I happen to love her music, especially her old stuff. And those are the tracks that I'm going to share with you guys today. First up, I got... Waiting for Tonight from the On The Six album. And that will be followed by another track titled On The Floor. Check it out.
roller base on the old school Chevy. Seven tray Donkey Kong. All I need is some vodka, some Donkey Kong. Can watch a chick go get Donkey Kong. Baby, if you're ready for things to get heavy, I get on the floor and act a fool if you let me. Don't believe me, just bet me. My name ain't Keith, but I see the way you're sweating. L.A., Miami, New York. Say no more, get on the floor. And that was On the Floor by Jennifer Lopez featuring Pitbull. Yeah, I feel like a lot of her tracks, at least the ones that are really popular, have a really strong and prevalent like uh, dance vibe to it that, you know, you can kind of move to, especially waiting for tonight. I get real nostalgic when I hear that song. It brings me back to a time where, you know. Yeah, I recognize one of the melodies from the tracks that we played. Yeah, probably. (laughs) On the floor. I never listened to this music, but I probably came across a shop or somewhere that it was playing this so this uh, this so track was popular in China. I would say so. I think I have heard uh, heard of this melody inside China. Okay. But I was actually expecting more Spanish influence. Yeah. In her music from La Guitarra. <laughs> but uh, I would say her uh, yeah it is like a quite heavy mainstream dance, dance yeah it's more like a mainstream dance music right right like uh, Spanish because there's you would hear a very iconic uh, signature that dun 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 that type of like a rhythm from a Spanish uh, dance music. Yeah, I'm sure she has uh, quite a few tracks that are like that. But, you know, a lot of the ones that I'm familiar with and a lot of the ones that are, are noticeable tracks from her aren't those. So, all right, Yun Chi, I think this is where it's your turn to uh, turn the tables and uh, introduce your artist. So who you got? Can't wait. I would say we've hit the dance music genre today because my audience, she also happens to be known for her heavy influence with dance music as well. Okay. Okay, we're going to start with fact number one. This is according to iPhone.com. This artist grew up with her grandma in the countryside. And her grandma, unlike many other grandparents that often spoil the grandkids, mm-hmm. uh, had very conservative ideas. And so that resulted in her having a very strict upbringing. And she. Where were her parents? Her parents were gone working, or you say she grew up with her grandparents? So that's a very interesting question, but I didn't get information. So <laughs> okay. uh, probably her parents were busy. That's why she was living with her grandmother. Okay. Okay. So this artist has very strict upbringing, and she actually never thought of entering the show business at a young age. Um, so in primary school, she was briefly in the school's athletic team for track and field, just like. Uh, Jennifer Lopez. Okay. But she did show a little bit of talent in music and because she played melodica in the school's band or choir team or somewhere. Played what? Melodica. I think it's some like a it's a type of instrument uh, that I looked it up and uh it, it is an instrument, but it's not, <laughs> you've never seen it or heard of it I before. I have never right? seen it. Yeah, me I've neither. That makes two of us. Okay, so she. But played, it is an yeah, it is a decent. Uh, she instrument. played a mysterious instrument that we've never heard of. All right. Right, and uh, according to China.org.cn, she left home at seventeen to Vancouver 
to study clothing design wow. in a place called John Casablanca's Institute. And during her study there, she was scouted by a producer from EMI Virgin Records for her performance in a music contest held by Fairchild TV, a Cantonese cable television network in Canada. Um, so this artist released her first self-titled album in 1999 after she signed with uh, Virgin Records. And uh, that album was considered to be a pioneer for the R&B genre in the Chinese-speaking markets. And that uh, album turned out to be a commercial success, selling a total 800,000 copies in Asia in the following year. Wow, so this is her first album. Yeah, that's pretty impressive for the first album. Yeah, I'd say. And uh, I think for many R&B or Mandarin pop fans... Because she's not even Canadian, so it's like, I don't know. So well, it was a Cantonese uh, tele- cable television in Canada. Okay. Okay, so for a Cantonese and Mandarin audience, I would expect. But, okay, now let's move on to fact number two. This is according to Tencent.com. Um, as this artist's career saw like some very smooth sailing at the very start... And she soon started to try out acting. Normally, that's how it goes. Yeah, that's quite common. She only took very few roles, I mean, in throughout the whole history, uh, from a handful of movies and TV dramas. But there's one notable performing, acting from among these works. And that movie was the most classic police gangster undercover film in China. It's called Inferno Affairs. I've heard this before. The past, You've referenced that, that, it. That name was confusing for to the both of us <laughs> because it makes more sense to be internal. Yeah, affairs. infernal. Yeah, but I think this English translation wouldn't even make sense to the Mandarin to our Mandarin audience. So mm. this name that was the English translation for Wu Jian Dao. Okay, so the most iconic, not even just one of the most. So in, inside China is probably more iconic than Rush Hour. What? Maybe. Really? Yeah, because Russia probably has more international fame. Yeah. Yeah, but inside China, so Wu Jiandao or Inferno Affairs is like uh, the favorite one for all these crime thriller fans. Okay. So, but she just took quite a minor role. And actually, very few people, I think very few people know that this artist was acting in this movie. She must have had a really small role, like a, she walked by the screen once or twice, right? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a little <laughs> bit more than that. Okay. So she uh, took up a cameo role in this movie, and she made her feature film debut in this crime thriller as the ex-girlfriend of Tony Liang's character, or Liang Chaowei. Okay. And that was pretty much, I think that was the highlight of her career in Oh, wow. Acting. That was quick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after some years later, she signed with Sony Music in 2013. Uh, one of her songs was uh, actually used as the Mandarin promotional song for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. These two stories were probably the highlights of her the, in her acting career. Okay, and it sounds like that might be a really big clue for Chinese fans, possibly. Possibly. And the next fact, and this the first one is according to YesAsia.com. The artist's album, okay, big first keyword for TJ, Diamond Candy, in 2009, hmm. uh, featured songs written by... British songwriter Wayne Hector. So, who was behind the scene? Wayne who? 
Wayne Hector. Okay,、uh, don't know that guy. Yeah, because these people. <laughs> I was going to say behind the scene because these people are usually behind the scene. Behind the scene. And he、okay. was the. I think it's a man, <laughs> but this guy was was the the person behind Westlife, the Pussycat Dolls. Okay, I've heard of the Pussycat Dolls. Britney Spears as well. Okay. So he produced. He he wrote songs for these artists as well. So he was a ghostwriter. Um, Hence the word ghost. Not know who he is, right? I wouldn't call that ghost because normally you would、uh, highlight their names in the track in the credits. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah but that's why <laughs> no, that's why people normally think, oh, it's the one that sings the song, right?、Uh, has written this music, but yeah, it's someone else most、right. of the time. Ghostwriters. And so for this album produced by Wayne Hector, okay, let's give this person some highlight in this <laughs> episode. I know you said his name、some、twice. Cover- coverage. And one song from this album, Diamond Candy, is called "Beautiful Encounter."、Uh-huh. Was later covered by a Brazilian pop singer called Vanessa. Okay, the next fact is according to ChinaDaily.com. In 2011, this artist was invited by Jamie Fox to、mm-hmm. attend the 53rd Grammy Awards and became the first Chinese artist to make such achievement. Okay, so、mm. she was invited by Jamie Fox, huh? Yep, and Jamie Fox actually introduced her as the Britney Spears in China. Okay, so that was my credible source. Okay. Well, Jamie Fox is kind of all over the place in in the entertainment world. So she, he introduces everybody as the Britney Spears from from here and there. Well, no, he just you know he got、uh, Ed Sheeran kind of on the scene at one time. Yeah, he and there's a few others that I can't quite remember so, at present. Okay, but so the connection with Jamie Fox isn't as big. As it sounds like. Well, no. I mean, once you once he connects you somewhere, you you end up blowing up. That's what I mean. Like he's pretty legit in that realm. Okay, so he's a good introducer. Yeah. To the business in this area or yeah, in America. Right. Okay. And also, according to YXLady dot com and Cena Entertainment, Fox and this artist they seem to be pretty close. That Fox was also invited to film a promotional video for this artist's single "Let Every Day Be Christmas." Let every day be Christmas. Yes, that's、oh. the actually English translation for the Mandarin song. And it is said that Fox in that video he introduced himself in Mandarin. 你好吗 I am Jamie Fox. I was trying to find this video, but I haven't been able to locate it yet. Okay. And、uh, now let's move on to the next part, fact number four, I believe. And this is according to no one, but merely a general. This is according to no one. All right. So this is according to me. This sounds interesting. All right.、And、this is according to me. So to some extent, I feel like she's a female version of Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. In a way that I want to speak up for our female audience, our sisters out there.、Mm-hmm. That、uh, have you seen those memes about that? Well, Leonardo DiCaprio dates around a lot, but he doesn't get married. Yes. Okay. So that's that, so DiCaprio's、uh, girlfriends. They have never been over twenty-five years old because when they do, they get swapped. Oh, okay. Yeah, so none,、right. none of them are over twenty-five years okay. old. Okay. So did she date Jamie Fox? Because I mean, he was kind of I, I, when I, earlier I mentioned he's all over the place. That's another reference in that, that in that way, <laughs> right?、Um, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. But my、right. point, my point with、uh, DiCaprio 
is that people in general have a much higher tolerance for for men with very rich romantic experiences.、Mm-hmm. But when it com- comes to women, then、uh, th- these women they would often receive a double standard, unjust, or even m- most of the time de- defamatory. Names, yeah. Unless you're Madonna and just you know she doesn't care, so she just does her thing and she's dated everyone. Yeah, yeah. but you're, yeah, you're saying that she doesn't care. That means that she's still receiving <laughs> those co- comments. It's just that she ha- probably has enough、it's, money to don't, Madonna to,、yeah. to don't don't care about it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So these artists that I'm introducing, she does fall into this category. Okay, so, so she's dating. She's dated around quite a bit. Yeah, that's true. Thanks for the interpretation. Okay, now let's move on to the very last one, the last fact. This artist is also very known to be a dog lover. A dog lover. Yep. Okay. Okay, and according to Sohu.com, that last year, I mean 2021, she was beaten horribly by one of the stray dogs that she adopted. Oh wow. And、she's still a dog lover. Yes, surprisingly, <laughs> her <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah, it's pretty surprising. Her face was her almost, face. Yeah, it was this dog、beaten. bit her face. It was beaten on her face. And oh, her that face, would have been a wrap. That would have took it right back to the pound and put that dog down. Probably going to be a different story if you <laughs> with a, a double barrel shotgun. You're a pet, a dog lover. Be, I don't care if I'm a pet lover or not. If a dog bites me in my face, that's it. You don't bite the face that feeds you. That's crazy. Yeah, it was quite.、Uh, I would say it sounds quite astonishing. Yeah, to have your face bitten by. The dog that, not, you, just, that you rescued from a shelter. Not just anyone. Yeah, it's from、uh, someone that you. Because it's a stray、love. dog, right? Yeah, because she is a dog lover and she loves to adopt stray dogs. Well, that should be a lesson for her then. Yeah. So that incident left her face almost disfigured. Uh, With a bite, yeah. But she still defended her dog that it was that the dog was only acting aggressive because of past traumatizing experience with a previous owner.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, so unlike、uh, what maybe most people would be reacting, so she took it the other way, like a proper dog love.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean、Possibly. given, I mean given how, the way that she explained the announcement for that incident. <laughs> But she did spend two months in the hospital for the recovery. Oh no! That... I, I would expect that she also needed like some some sort of surgery to recover her face. Sure. As a celebrity. Also, if you're a hardcore fan of this artist, you should also know that earlier this year, this artist also posted a memorial thread on Weibo after her dog Jamie died. The one that bit her in the face? No, it's a, this one is a different. <laughs> this one has been with her for 20 years, so it's like a very old, old friend. A really old a friend. Twenty compa- years. Most most dogs don't live that long. Long companionship. Yeah, could it be. I don't know. <laughs> But she stayed. With her dog in ICU during the dog's last days. A canine ICU that must have been expensive. Yes, an ICU unit, and I think that that only proves how much a dog lover that she is to be like paying that much. And how deep her pockets are, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, she's a celebrity, so <laughs> all of them are. <laughs> and、uh, that would bring us to the end of all the facts. That's it. Yeah, just、oh, a、wow. reminder、uh, for TJ that we I mentioned the keyword, which is one of the de- episodes, one of the albums from this artist is called Diamond Candy. 
Oh, okay. And also Jamie Foxx, the Jamie 53rd Fox. Grammy Awards, the yeah. first Chinese artist to be on that ceremony. And she got her start in Canada, and uh, she is a bit frivolous with the men. Playgirl, yeah. And um, I think that's pretty much all I remember. Uh, what's her style like, man? R&B. Okay. She doesn't rap? Not to my knowledge. And I think she doesn't. Okay. Loosely right. speaking. Well, I think I'm definitely going to need 30 seconds to look somebody up. And okay. That's 30 counting down. All right. 25. Mm. 20. 15. 10. Five, four, three, two. Okay. Time's up. Okay. How's your connection going? Awful, but uh, I think I might have something here. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's right, but uh, I don't think there can be too many people that have an album called Diamond Candy. So I'm just going to run with the name that I see. I uh, have... An artist named, I'm not even sure how to pronounce this person's name, <laughs> but I'm going to just guess Elva Xiao. Okay. That's uh, the, that's all I got. Okay. Um, so. You don't need to be so confused because that was the correct answer. <laughs> Congratulations. Right. The doesn't even know how she got the name, how she got this answer right. <laughs> Uh, so this uh, artist is a Chinese singer, dancer, and actress, Elva Xiao, or in Mandarin, uh, Xiao Ya. A cameo actress, right? She she did one that one role and then Infernal Affairs, right, 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 which right, should right. be Internal Affairs, but <laughs> we're just gonna go go with that, <laughs> right? So Elva Xiao has released 14 studio albums in total and is known for her R&B influenced ballads. Uh, Xiao was also recognized as one of the four of the most popular female singers in the Chinese music scene among her contemporaries. And the tracks we're going to share today from Xiao, the first one, of course, my personal favorite, more so than her later works, is the one, the R&B ballad from her first album. It's called The Most Familiar Stranger, an R&B ballad. Hmm. And that will be followed by... Suddenly thinking of you, Turan Xiangqini. Well, before we hear those tracks, Yun Chi, we're going to go ahead and call it. For all of you listening in, thank you for joining us and be sure to tune in for another wacky episode. I'm TJ Reed. And this is Yun Chi. <laughs> Take it easy, folks. We will see you next time. Be there.
应该。